millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red Robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. Jackson juggernaut chuffs on as the addicts come out on top in an enthrallingly chaotic encounter. Surely it can't be much longer now until Jacko is given the job full time. Welcome to Charlton Live. So hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you're well. My name is Louis Mendez. On this evening's show, we'll be looking back at one of the most uh, crazy games I've ever seen. But that 1-0 win uh, up at Burton Albion uh, yesterday that saw both sides end uh, with 10 men apiece. And Trevor Kettle uh, being Trevor Kettle for a solid uh, 45 minutes, if not 90. Uh, one, of the, one of those crazy days. But the Addicts are able to hang on uh, for three points quite comfortably and continue this excellent run uh, under Johnny Jackson. Joining me to look back at that game, uh, Mr. Benji Cloak. How do you Ben? Oh, mate, I'm buzzing after uh, yesterday. Yeah, what a performance. Yeah, what a day. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you didn't seem that buzzing at midnight in the Iron Horse in Sidcup last night, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit tired after all the uh, <laughs> excitement we had. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, it was an exciting game. We're going to hear the highlights uh, shortly of that game. Of course, we're going to hear reaction uh, from the gaffer or the, the hopefully soon-to-be uh, full-time gaffer, Johnny Jackson. We're also going to hear uh, from Ben Perrington, the goal scorer, the match winner, uh, the cat. He's in the team of the week as well, Ben Perrington. We're going to hear from him. We're going to hear from you guys. We've got your fans bar uh, and your emails and your tweets. Uh, we've got some uh, reaction as well from today's 3-2 loss for the women's team uh, against Crystal Palace as well with the boss, Karen Hills. So, uh, I mean, before we hear the highlights, Ben, I mean, it was, it was just, an, particularly in the first half, it was just absolute chaos you know red cards yellow cards arguing on the touchline between Floyd, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and and Jacko you know chaos Harry Arter booked in the uh, in, in the tunnel at halftime um just, just one of those games that felt like it was it, it was going to end about six apiece rather than ten um but you know it did calm down in the second half and, and we held on for a really valuable three points yeah as Jacko said it was a proper away performance uh, we scored quite an early goal, I guess, 20 minutes in and, um, yeah, just dug deep. Everyone fought for each other and uh, we, I thought we started the game really well. And, like, 
Jimmy Floyd Asabank said. I think he said we, we didn't. They they were the better side, which I didn't think so. Um, yeah, started the game really well. Got quite a few corners, and um, the link-up play was was looking good. And I thought Sean Clare and Ben Parrington were getting up the lines well. And I thought we. Um, I think we'll obviously come on to talk about the sending off, but I thought we were well deserved of our lead. And obviously, after after the sending off and that, uh, Burton slowly came back into the game. But I think everyone just worked really hard. And as you said there, um, kind of hung on to our lead. But um, yeah, we our structure and shape was so good that I think it really nullified their threats. And um, we were just set up really well, really well organised. And uh, yeah, really deserved win. Excellent stuff. Right, well then let's hear the highlights uh, from Charlton TV. As always, your commentators are Greg Stubbley and oh, Terry yes, Smith. A low one and headed clear. But it'll run through to Dobson. That's a, a battle with Oshelarder and Stockley in there. A huge battle going on in that penalty area. They're actually on top of each other now. I have no idea what's happened there. And every player's in there to separate them. I wasn't looking, so I have absolutely no idea how that started. The linesman on that far side is in line with it, so he would have seen what happened. And referee Kettle's got decisions to make here. Well, by the looks of things, Oshelarder was holding Stockley down as Stockley tried to get back on his feet. I wait and see if there is a replay of it. It's difficult to see from our angle. We're quite low down here from our view. Problem is for Charlton. Stockley is a physical player, and Oshelarder is a physical player as well. That assistant referee's had a decent view of that. As in lengthy discussion now with the referee. Oshelarder's all over Jaden Stockley when the corner comes in. Stockley tries to get back on his feet, and Stockley is being held down by Oshelarder. Stockley then, by the looks of things, may have just pushed an arm out into towards Oshelarder. For Stockley, I think. They shown that to Stockley? Or shown it to Oshelaja? I can't tell. Well, he can't have. Surely there can't be no punishment for. There's got to be punishment for both players. You can't just have punishment for one player in that situation, surely. And is he sending Stockley off? I can't tell. Stockley's been sent off. But surely you'd imagine there's going to be a similar punishment. I just wonder if it's. It's, it's difficult to tell for any sort of replay whether there was an arm fail that failed out by Stockley. Whether that's the reason they've Hemings, given it. We'll, we'll let the guys dissect this. He's trying to stop the Charlton players talking to the officials. And Oshelarder is being, going to be spoken to. What colour is this? And that's red as well. Did that deserve two red cards? I, I really couldn't tell. I mean, it looked like a scrap, but I didn't see any punches thrown or anything. Yeah, Other right. than just a scuffle, it's um, well, but both sides are now down into the corners, taken quickly into Jaisimi's feet. Jaisimi lifts it into the area, flicked on by Fabo, and there's yes. the goal! <laughs> Headed home by Purrington, took a Fabo flick to find him, edge of the six yard box, and Charlton 1 0 up. Yes, yeah, that flick from Fabo that makes the difference. The ball into the near post from Jaisimi. Famo getting, getting ahead of his man, flicking it on, and it was all about anticipation after that from Perrington. Gets ahead, couldn't see he was quite marketing, but gets ahead of his man and does really, really well to read that flick from Famo. There's a couple of short corners Charlton have had, and Burton haven't really been able to push out. They allowed the cross to come in. Famo with the header. It looked like Perrington got ahead of the substitute plate, Tracy, and gives Burton. Charlton the lead. Through O'Connor. Down the line, and there's space for Powell. Nobody's picking Trinity up Hemmings. Cross goal towards Hemmings. Touches pass for Kilfrey. And the referee's Nothing. given it against no. Hemmings. Yeah, he's dived. And it'll be a yellow card. I think he clearly, I mean, uh, I'd like to see the replay, but it looked like um, McGillivray pulled out deliberately. It certainly looked like that. And I think Hemmings knew as well. Forward to Davison. And gets something on it. And there is the half-time whistle to conclude. A non-stop, shall we say. First 45 minutes here at the Pirelli Stadium. Let's let Tracy forward towards Powell. Powell approaching the pounds area onto his left foot. Powell with a shot, a good save. McGilvery diving to his right at the near post. Powell with a dangerous left foot. Seems to be playing a little bit further forward this second half for Burn and testing the palms of the Charlton goalkeeper. It's going to drop to Powell. Powell 
Lakin making a run ahead of him. And on that uh, far side, so is Chapman. Chapman, ball back across the penalty area, finds O'Connor with the shot, straight to McGilvery. Instead goes left to Lee. Lee with Purrington further left. Purrington drills the ball across, it's oh. saved away by Garrett. And it's away for a jump the corner. Side of it and, uh, Dobson gets, uh, gets a huge nut push there by uh, the Burton man, and then the header comes in. I think it was uh, Amadi Holloway going for Dobson, a huge nudge and then managed to get the crossing as a result, but the header, when it did come in, eventually straight at McGillivray, now does so. Sends it high into the sky. There is the final whistle. Charlton with the early goal in the 20th minute have won this game 1-0 a game that's uh, full of controversy full of incident especially in that first half lovely stuff there we go thanks to the boys for those uh, commentary highlights so the uh, the 1-0 win it is uh, up at Burton Albion extends uh, our run under Jacko uh, to four unbeaten in the league now three wins uh, and one draw against a uh, high-flying Rotherham um <sighs> How, how much longer now is it going to take? Because I think, you know, especially you'll hear it in the fans bar and, um, you know, the tweets and, and what we get we get in. That I think certainly public opinion is, is very strongly in favour now of Jackson being given the job. Um, and, and it just, I guess now it's a case of how long it's going to take Thomas to, to come to the same, the, the, the same agreement. Well, yeah, you're looking at it from a... a football point of view obviously we've seen it happen so many times in football where you get this new manager bounce and there's a quick up change in results and then obviously you you don't know how long that's going to go on for until I don't know you look back at reality of performances before but I mean in this situation it just the whole vibe the whole mood has changed and obviously having a Charlton legend come in as the manager it obviously uplifts spirits about the place. And, I mean, look at the atmosphere yesterday. Look at the, the numbers we took as a crowd. Considering 10 days ago, we weren't sure this game was going to be on because of international call-ups. And we travelled there in big numbers. The atmosphere was brilliant. Jacko at the end, fist-pumping the crowd. And, I mean, the club got some great videos yesterday of, the, of inside the dressing room as well. And the whole players are just buying into it as well. And... I think Jacko said it a number of times. The quality's there from the players. Definitely, we've definitely got the quality. It's just the commitment levels, and all the players seem to be fighting for each other and like really getting on as a team. And if they're not in the team, they're hoping their their teammates do well. And look, we went down to ten men yesterday, but we really all fought for each other and, and made sure we got the three points in the end. So, from from our point of view as fans, we we've seen a massive change. Obviously, as a guy says in a fans bar afterwards, there's not. I can't imagine there's one Charlton fan out there that doesn't want Jacko to get the job because we know him as a uh, from being a player, his commitment level, the way he played the game. We he really grew into our hearts as a player, and now as a manager, we're seeing his style, his philosophy, his passion, and and that being shown on the pitch by the players. They're really, really echoing this, the sentiment. So he's. He's telling us that he wants from these players. So, look, it is tough for Thomas because obviously he's seeing the fans' reaction and he's seeing like everyone buzzing about it. But he's got to look at it for a long, um, uh, in a hindsight process, looking into the future and thinking, OK, look, I know, take Cardiff, for example, last season. They started really well when Mick McCarthy got given a job and then they gave him a big contract and now he's not in the job. Um, look, head and heart are both saying, Jacko, yes, please, definitely. Um, but obviously, at the moment, it's it's a bit hard for Thomas to kind of, with with the experience Thomas has, to kind of judge it properly. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to come over next week for the game. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of chats inside the dressing room and outside with the staff and and see what the vibe feels but i can't imagine he's not going to give it to him now yeah you, you certainly have to have to hope so now obviously we, let's concentrate on the game then for a little while and the the, the biggest part of that that the biggest incident of course uh, other than the goal is is the sending off the double sending off Jaden stockley and deji Oshilaja. i mean it's it's it sort of started off the ball, so I mean I I I I'm convinced it should have been a penalty, having seen it back, and I can understand why the referee didn't see it because it was nowhere near the ball. So I don't particularly blame the ref for not seeing it. Maybe the lino could have could have had eye, eyeballs on it, but basically the corners come over now. Deji is 
all over um, Jaden, um, pulls him down, and then a scuffle does ensue. That does seem to be sort of a, an, an arm swing from 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 Jaden. I'm not entirely sure if, if it connects, and then Deji sort of holding on to him, and, and and there's a a flurry and 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 a bit of grappling, and and obviously uh, Trevor Kettle decides to send him off. I mean, having watched it back, Ben, do you think do you think the red card each was was the right decision? I think Jacko will hear in a few moments says maybe a yellow would have been fair for both, and, and Terry says the same. I mean, I, I personally was gutted because, you know, I was looking forward to absolute, 90, you know, 90 minutes of Deji Oshelaja causing chaos and giving away penalties and goals, and I got cut short but to, to only 17. <laughs> well, I texted you at the time, said, thought you'd enjoy that, him going off, but, yeah, you're right, we, we missed we were out. Robbed. We some... were robbed of 90 minutes of pure Deji. <laughs> yeah, we he could have uh, set us up with a few clangers, couldn't he? But... It, it was a bit of a surprise um, when it came about. Obviously, us Charlton fans were down the other end of the pitch, so we didn't really see it. But just before that, we'd had a few corners leading up to it. And it wasn't as if they, the ref had to speak to them before that. It just really came out of the blue. And look, I think you've got to send both of them off because it seems watching... The, I've watched the replay numerous times today and it just seems like handbags, really. There's just a bit of pushing, a bit of wrestling on the floor... As I think Jacko said afterwards, it didn't look like any of them threw a punch or grabbed grabbed each other by the neck. It just just wrestling on the floor, and you can't send one of them off without sending the other because it looked like they both did the same. Um, although I'm not sure if the ref was going to send Deji off, and until our players kicked off a bit when he sh- showed the red card to Jaden, because you could expect. Then the ref to pull both of them in together and just say, you can't do that. This is my decision. Red, red. But he kind of gave the red to Jaden, then went over back to the linesman because our player surrounded him and then came back and then gave him a red card. So it was all a bit strange because their fans were singing cheerio, cheerio. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> Did yeah. Our player sent off as well. But yeah, yeah obviously, Jaden, we spoke about it in the week, didn't you? You interviewed him after the Haven't game and he said, look, I'm obviously going to the comments that Lee Johnson made, I'm being targeted a bit by the referees. And, and I think I said afterwards that, of course, now their players are going to, um, the opposition players are going to target him as well. So I, I it was quite a shock because I've never known Deji to be that kind of player when he was with us. So, yeah, obviously they might have targeted him, thought we'll rough him up a bit. And, and that's the way he's reacted. I, I don't know if we would appeal that because, again, as you said earlier, I think, because it's a bit of grappling like that maybe if they if they see to overturn that then they're gonna have to say with a consistency they're gonna go well maybe that's allowed more often in the league I don't know yeah there's no there's no way on earth that's going to get overturned I think they'll 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 see more than enough I think from from Jaden with the arm swinging and and just a grappling I'd be shocked if that was overturned and I'd be shocked if we even went for it uh, to to be honest I mean obviously the ref did become a focal point uh, I mean there, there was a, a few yellow cards but I mean the the, the importance in that game is uh, we 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 just seemed to settle ever so ever so slightly quicker than than Burton Albion and it didn't help that they just lost a, a defender and we've lost an attacking player but we were in, in an attacking position with the, with the corner that came so soon after and was headed into the back of the net by by Purrington which so that was you know quite a good time to strike really while there was a bit of chaos amongst the ranks in in the Burton defense it was perfect time to strike wasn't it because obviously they were trying to set up in a different way losing their center back and their captain Whereas you look at us, we, we probably lost the best player to lose in in that position because we had two strikers up front. Similar strikers in a way, two big, well, well-built strikers. So it just kind of meant Josh Davidson had to do a lot more running than he, than he first thought or hold the ball up a lot more and try and draw others into play. But yeah, perfect time to score. And uh, yeah, what was it, about five minutes before we had a corner very similar when Jaden headed it across and, and Alex Gilby headed it down and the keeper made a good save. So I don't know if that's something we're, we're doing on the training ground at the moment because I know Jacko does like uh, playing around with corners and seeing how we can uh, really threaten the opposition. But uh, great cross, great nod across by Akin. And uh, yeah, Purrington again there with a header. Yeah, he's, he's like, starting to become a real threat, isn't he, from corners, Ben Purrington? Yes, yeah, you know, he's a tall guy, isn't he? So... And we, we've seen before uh, in our League One season and then the Championship season, he likes coming in at that far post and just drifting in and, and he finishes really well. I think that's seven goals now he's got for the club. 
Uh, and hopefully we can we can use him a bit more like that because it's a it's a great uh, weapon to have him coming in like mm. that because it just uh, probably their their defence don't expect it but yeah good finish and and a great setup for the rest of the game for us yeah now I don't think we really created too many more chances throughout the game I think when we heard the highlights they only really put in that that sort of cross from from Purrington that almost turned into a shot um, but. It, defensively, you know, we had to be on our game. I think after the the first half, there was always going to be an improvement from Burton because I think they were poor in the first half and, and I think they did start to enjoy. I think they had 66% of the ball in the second half. Uh, but other than that, save the, that Macca made at his near post, which was a, a good work from, from Powell there to take it past his man and powering a shot towards the near side. I don't think that there, there wasn't really too many more heart in mouth moments. I think there was that one header... Um, that from our angle it looked like it was just going to loop into the top corner until uh, McGovern actually made a very comfortable save. But um, yeah, I thought we stood up really well. And I mean, there, there's a couple of standout performers in that back line for me. And uh, I'll ask you about Sean Clare second, but I want to talk about Pierce because, you know, he's come in since Sam Lavelle's got injured. He's come into the side and it's it's like, you know, the, the Piercey that we've known and loved uh, for, at times in his Charlton career. And I think, I think really, he's picked up from how he ended last season. And, you know, and, and I've said it before, I do blame Deji Oshelaja's chaos for Piercey having that difficult spell in the middle of last season. And then when Deji stopped playing, Piercey got better. Totally, mate. I think a lot of people were saying on Twitter last night, reading the comments that, saying, oh, do you know what? I got it wrong about Jason Pierce. He's He can still put in a good performance from us. And uh, yeah, it, it reminded me of that League One season under Boya where we got promoted and he put in some massive performances for us then. And as you said, maybe he needs a good partner next to him to kind of help him out a little bit. Obviously, Akin's got a bit more pace than he has, but he just has that know-how, doesn't he? A bit of... Um, like knows how to put himself in the right position, the right side of the striker, and he gets him some great little headers as he's just bouncing up and love loves a little jostle with a striker. Um, I mean that Hemmings was a little bit nippy yesterday. Obviously he had that, uh, well, had that shout for a penalty decision late in the first half, which yeah. the referee. Did you have a better view of that than that? So I mean, it looked, it looked on the replay it looked like there wasn't perhaps a great deal of contact. With I was. I was the other side of the goal where I was standing, so I couldn't see too much. Mm. Um, but he he didn't seem to complain too much yeah. when the referee gave him that yellow and card. And what about so. Sean Clare as well, obviously sitting in sort of out of out out of a, a natural position for him. I know he's played right back before. I'm not sure if he's played right centre half too often part, as part of a front three, but you know he he, he gained a lot of plaudits from from some of the supporters who are up there as well. In my opinion, I thought he was my man of the match yesterday. Uh, especially out of position, not in his usual position, but loved his energy levels yesterday. He was up and down the pitch. And obviously when we were attacking in that second half, because of that uh, Jaden getting sent off, he had to come up the pitch a lot more and try and support DJ. Because as uh, Jacko said in the interview afterwards, DJ was getting a, a bit tired, but he put it all in and he was up there helping DJ. And then he was running back and, putting in some block tackles and I thought his energy levels were superb yesterday. Uh, and obviously, again, not in his right position. There was that one chance where he did get beaten on that side and McGilvray made a good save. But again, that's that's what it is for me. The whole team are backing each other up. If someone's out of position or if someone just misses the chance, then again, McGilvray had that save to make, good save. Uh, and after that, I don't think he was troubled. But... I think Jacko said it afterwards again. Uh, the whole team was just very well organised. We stuck to our shape uh, and we, we settled in well after after we um, we scored. We thought, OK, we'll sit back, soak up the pressure. You're away from home against a good side. I mean, we were going into the game. They were eight, ninth in the table. So it is a tough place to go. He's got them playing good football down there. But the energy levels, yeah, players like Sean Clare, Elliot Lee, Josh Davison left it all out there and they really, uh, yeah, gave a proper Charlton performance. Yeah, I was going to ask for a special mention for Elliot Lee. Um, I think he got a new song that started to, started coming from the away end uh, yesterday. I don't, I don't know if we've heard that before. It's the first time I, I've noticed it. Um, yeah, and, and uh, again, one, one that gets mentioned a bit in the fans by, you know, he's always so dangerous in between the lines. And I think in particular yesterday, and I do think it's fair to say in that second half that we didn't keep the ball up the other end of the pitch at times, but at... 
some some moments Elliot Lee was important at least in, in the midfield and just trying to get things going because I think you know Josh Josh came off absolutely knackered I think Corey Blackett Taylor came on didn't really hold the ball up higher up the pitch as much as we'd hoped for so it was important that someone like Elliot could try and bring some of that to our to our game in the second half I think over the last 10 or so games he's been our best player uh, consistently playing so good and he just always wants the ball. If if you have if you to have a player cam on him the whole game, you can just see his arms like give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And it reminds me a bit of when we had Miller last season. That Miller always wanted a ball and and really took the pressure off the defence by taking the ball up up the pitch. And although at times his final his end product wasn't good enough, it, it at least released that pressure and kind of calmed the team down and get back into shape. And I thought Elliot did that yesterday, okay, from the middle of the pitch, but he was always wanting the ball and I think he was a good player in between, giving it to Josh or spraying it wide to DJ and he just never stopped. I think it was a bit of a different performance from him yesterday because obviously he really bounces well off having two strikers and he'll just hover around them and try and have a few shots around from them. But obviously he had to change his game yesterday a little bit to kind of up his energy levels and... uh, be a bit more calmer on the ball and, and try and keep the ball. And I thought he did that excellently. And yeah, a bit of a different song. I think that is, um, I said to my mate the other day, I've seen a new Pele. Um, so one of them ones. But um, yeah, and look, the fans are reacting to players. I think before, none of us could, we didn't, of course, because of lockdown last year, and we weren't seeing games. After those players that come in, we, we weren't be able to warm to them because we weren't, seeing them up close but now it feels like there's a much better connection between the players and the fans and they're getting their own songs and they're coming over at the end and I saw Elliot tweeted after the game and said that was up there one of my best moments in football coming over to the crowd and hearing a song being sung about him so it's just as I said earlier the whole vibe it just feels so good at the moment and Long may that continue. Well, let's hear from the man who is responsible for that vibe change, uh, Johnny Jackson, the addict's caretaker boss. He came to speak to Nick Godwin uh, of Radio London and myself after yesterday's 1-0 win at Burton. Yeah, really good away win. Uh, clean sheet, got a goal, defended it well, defended our box. Thought we, uh, I thought the, they, the boys left everything out there. They run and run and run and worked and uh, stuck to the game plan and we've come away from a, from a really difficult place with another three points. You must have been very pleased with the way your team responded to the double red card situation. Yeah, I was. Yeah, obviously, it's a blow to lose someone like Jaden Stockley, who's obviously a pivotal part of our team, and uh, you know carries carries a big threat for us and, and set plays and aerially and, and also defensively. So when you lose Jaden, you know you're going to be up against it. But I thought the team, like you say, they responded really well. We got a, we got a goal pretty soon after after it was ten v ten and. Uh, and then I thought we executed the game plan. Did you feel that those two red cards were warranted? You, were, you like us, were a long way from what was going on. Yeah, from here, I, just, I mean, you can see him wrestling on the ground, and I've watched it back. To, to be honest, I think you can give them both a yellow card and, and, and get on with it. That would that would have been the way that I would have liked to see it dealt with. Um, I don't think it, you know, there wasn't punches and elbows and things like that. Give them, give them both a yellow. Let's carry on eleven v eleven. Like the, the lads are now going to miss games, which I don't think it warranted that. It was quite a heated first half. It was a bit heated on the touchline. There were there were yellow cards being collected on the pitch as well. One of the more frenetic first half that I can recall this season that I've seen. Yeah, it was very eventful on the pitch and off the pitch. But um, yeah, I mean that's football. Everyone cares, don't they? And it's it's intense and heat in the moment stuff, and uh, and that sort of stuff happens all the time in football. The second half was very different, and was it a, a decision by you and your team just to try and sort of lower the temperature because kind of you know it was it was very well handled. The game management was excellent. Yeah, I think it was important that we did because we had we had uh, three or four lads on yellow cards. Obviously, we're already down to ten, uh, so I said to them at half time, make sure we don't go down to nine because then you've got a real problem. Um, but that, again, I thought they managed it well. Uh, the lads that was on bookings managed that really well because that can be tough. Um, yeah, I, I thought we saw the game out. Well, and three wins out of four for you in charge. As job applications go, this is pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it, listen, it's going really well. Um, we, we, you know, we found us when I took charge, we found ourselves in, a, in sort of a perilous position in the table. So it's just important that we, that, not for me, for, for, for the football club, that we went on a run and we started picking up points quickly, which we managed to do. I just want to keep that going now. I just, you know, I've got the lads uh, in a really good place. There's a, 
unbelievable spirit amongst them and, uh, and they feel now that we can you know, continue going on the run and, and kick up the league. Brilliant. Thank you, Johnny. Congratulations. Thank you. Johnny Jackson live on... Johnny, just on, on the, the wrestling situation, I mean, did you feel there maybe could have been a penalty for that situation? Because it seemed like Deji was on top of Jaden uh, as the corner came over. Yeah, I'm not really sure, Lou, to be honest. I haven't... I, I watched it back, but I was watching the, the grappling, really, just, just to see if it was a red card. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably, they're probably both at it. They're, you know, strong fellas having a little push in the pool. Uh, they've ended up on the ground having a little wrestle, I think. I said, I think maybe just give them both a yellow and, and carry on. You know, it's, a, it's a physical game. So you and you and Jimmy did, did have that little conversation as well. We, I mean, I, I assume you were going for a yellow card for the, the strong challenge on, on Jason Pierce, and, and Jimmy took exception to that. Yeah, he didn't like that. I, you know, got asked for a yellow card. And I understand that, but my, my point was that, that that my player had just got booked for a very similar challenge, and then 30 seconds later, their player didn't. So. Um, he wasn't best pleased with that but you know you, all, all you want all you ask from the referees is balance you just want that balance so I felt you know alright if, if it's a booking on my player fair enough but then it's a booking on their player as well obviously we talked about the referee all too much already so it's all about the players you brought into the side today obviously we knew you had two out on international duty and brought in Sean into that back three where obviously you tried him last week and, and Josh up front and, and you were pleased with their, their contributions this afternoon I thought that was brilliant yeah Josh, Josh Davison you know exactly what you're going to get from him uh, the kid will run and run and run, and, and you know, in the, I've had to bring him off in the end because he's gone. Like he's he's given me everything, and I, which I knew it would. So I had natural, absolutely no qualms about about starting him up front. Um, and Sean, I was really pleased with Sean in the FA Cup. A different challenge, admittedly, um, but I thought he went about his business in that game and, and showed me enough in that game and in training that, that I could trust him in that position. And I thought he was excellent. You're gonna have to do now without Jaden and Akin next week, which is obviously a bit of a blow. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. Big players for us, and obviously Plymouth coming to town who are flying high. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. They're, they're, they're lads that you would want available to you. But like I keep saying, it's opportunity for someone else to come in and step in. The, the, the good thing is that, that the lads that are coming in, they know exactly what, what's required from them in the roles, um, in, in the way that we're playing. And uh, you know, I lost Nico in the first game. And, DJ's come in in that position and, and, and been absolutely outstanding and, and people are just taking their chances now when they're getting them so next week's another chance for, for someone else Well see Nick's already touched upon it on, on the radio there but obviously as your, your application for this role continues I mean, do, do you feel like you're, you've proven to Thomas already that yeah, you are the man because the results have had such a massive turnaround so quickly Listen I'm really pleased with how it's going um, I've always had confidence in myself as a coach and I've made no secret about that, that I want to go and manage and I always thought that, that I had the, uh, the capabilities and the, and the qualities to, to be good in the role. Now it's early days but I'm pleased with how it's going I'm pleased with how the lads have responded really, really pleased with how the lads have responded to me they've been absolutely excellent they've given me everything on the pitch and, and as a manager that's all you can ever ask really I just asked, Harry Arter was booked, apparently, and yeah, go to your dressing room. And referee asked for it to be announced, so that obviously there was an announcement made that he'd been booked, um, which, and I just wondered if you, A, you'd heard of anything like that before and what your comments were on it. Oh, I wasn't aware of any of that. That's a, that's a new one. That's a new one for me. I, someone did tell me at half time that, that Harry had got booked. Um, uh, he's obviously said something to the referee that he didn't like. I don't know what he said. Uh, I don't know the need, the need for the announcement. It's a bit strange, but uh, maybe that's protocol. I don't, I don't know. Did that stop you bringing him on second half? No. No, no, no. It was an issue. No, that influenced your uh, thinking no, no. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kirk again. To his left is Gunter. Gunter with the cross. It's a search across. Jumas! A searching cross from Chris Gunter. Chiasini beats McFadden to the ball against Chamberlain. Yeah, and we talk about this week in, week out, about players anticipating coming in from the far side, getting inside the fullback, spotting that cross early, making the run, anticipate, get across your man and meet it well. I mean, it's a very brave header from Chiasini. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Just for the break there, we heard from the hopefully uh, soon to be announced, I hope, uh, uh, Addicts manager, uh, Johnny Jackson. Um, you know, we've, we've already had that discussion, Ben, about how long it's going to take for him to do it. But I mean, I, I still just can't get my head around how different we are. To, I mean, you can imagine a side it, maybe this time a month ago when we we're getting bombarded in the second half in terms of possession, not necessarily in terms of chances. Um, you, you would have expected us to crumble. And that's obviously not what's happened under Jacko. Um, now, I mean, we saw one moment from him yesterday, some of that passion that we do love. And I asked, I asked him about that, where he had that little uh, difference of opinion uh, with uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who, uh, by moving from the technical area to the halfway line where Jacko was, uh, I think you think that's now the most we've ever seen him move as Charlton fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's nice to see that passion. But I think he knew that he had to he had to calm his side down in that second half because if we'd gone down to nine men, which is very possible under Trevor Kettle or under any ref really when it's a game like that, then then it could have been it could have been quite nasty. So he obviously gave some some sensible words of advice there at halftime. Yeah, we saw a bit of a different second half where it. I thought the second half went it went really quickly, and I guess for us that's a, that's a good uh, point because obviously we just sat back, nullified their threats, and I thought we'll see if we catch them on the break or just uh, have a have a couple of shots from out outside the box, which we did have, but unfortunately didn't really trouble the keeper. But yeah, it's he look, he's only been in the job uh, what five six games now, and he I just felt quite comfortable as a fan that the players seemed to know exactly what their job was. Um, him and Yuli were out there giving instructions all the time and just making sure our shape was the same. And I think he said afterwards, like as long as our shape stayed the same, we know we've got the quality to hurt them. We know we're we're good. We got a good defence there, and uh, we were set up really well. That we we had no need to to worry because we could trust in our own ability. And I think before, I mean, it's it's hard to put your finger on it how it's changed so quickly. But um, maybe they just didn't trust their own ability as much. They weren't getting that advice, that clear advice of how we wanted to set up and how we were gonna. Uh, break down other teams, but it seems like a clear channel now of how we want to play football, what the manager wants from them, and it, it really showed in that second half because it was a wild first half, and the second half was opposite really. Mm. Um, but credit to Jacko because we saw out the game and we looked quite comfortable. Yeah, right. Um, and we're going to hear from Ben Perrins now. I thought you guys might want to hear a little bit from Jimmy Floyd Hasbank, obviously the opposition manager, with such a big flashpoint in yesterday's game with that that double sending off uh, early on. Uh, I thought you might be interested in just in hearing uh, what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank had to say uh, on that incident. I've seen it back, but I can't see it really well uh, because the camera is here and it happens on the other side. Uh, he's saying that um, he got hit, got swung by, um, and um, I believe him. So uh, he says he didn't retaliate. If you look how uh, the two boys were sent off, um, there's a big gap between it. While Charlton players go to the the, the, the forward, uh, the, the, the linesman. Uh, I, I can't I can't comment. I, I don't know. Uh, my player says that's what happened, and yeah, I trust my player. If you, if you look at Charlton, if you look at them, did they give us problems? No. Second half, it was only us. Uh, it's very disappointing to uh, to receive a, a goal like that. We that is our first one from a, from a, from a corner uh, this season. Um, Normally we defend them really well. Um, it is, it is, it is, it is one of those things that, you know, when it is a tight game, there is where the goal is going to come. 
There you go. There's Jimmy. Um, yeah, w- wasn't in a position to give us a great deal of credit in terms of uh, he said he said he didn't see a great deal from Charlton, but uh, as you said earlier, Ben, I don't I don't think we particularly saw a great deal from Burton. I think Burton are an all right side, you know, and we've struggled against them pretty much every time we played them. Actually, even that time we won there a couple of years ago with Pearcey scoring, we were we were outplayed and then nicked it late on. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, 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 maybe a draw would have been a fair result on another day if they'd created a little bit more chances and we, we, when we, we were clinical and took our one real chance that came along yeah I remember them under Nigel Clough they were quite a, a well drilled kept uh, keep possession ball team that uh, were always hard to break down and as you said before when when we won that game previously it, it was probably against the odds as we scored that last minute winner uh, whereas yeah, they kept the ball well yesterday and they sprayed it around enough, but I think they were lacking any real threats on goal uh, that, to really break us down. I think if, if he came out and, and said that we weren't that his side, they thought should have got a point or anything at the end of the day, I can't, I can't say that they did. I mean, the two best chances of the game for me was the header by Gilby where their keeper made a good save and obviously the goal. So... Credit to us, we've we've nullified their threats and and stopped them from getting chances. And uh, yeah, obviously last year when we played them, it was a calamity of errors, wasn't it? We we gave them about three goals that they scored against us. So yeah, credit to the defence. We're stopping these teams from having chances. So if we keep blocking them out at one end and and getting a goal down the other, then yeah, that's that's what you want. And we obviously were missing a few players yesterday that. Uh, our threats for us as well, Connor Washington being one of them and, and Lecco being another. So it's it's great that the team can adapt to a, a different style of play and there are players to come in and, and prove their worth. Mm, yeah, I mean, you, know, you talk about missing players. Obviously, we know the, the, the Plymouth game coming up next week, we're going to be without uh, Jaden Stockley and uh, Akin Fainwen. Akin picked up his fifth uh, yellow card uh, of the season. The other player who was at risk of picking up a, a, another yellow card and, and getting a suspension for that was Jaden Stockley. So he dodged a bullet there, um, but he, he got a red card, which is even worse. <laughs> um, right, let's uh, have a look at a couple of the tweets uh, that have come in. Uh, I mean, Sean did say this tweet during the week, actually. He said, there's definitely no hurry uh, in terms of uh, securing Johnny Jackson's sort of future at the moment. We don't know uh, yet what we're fighting for this season. If we lose against Burton, for example, obviously sent this before uh, things would look very different. Uh, Jacko may still be the man for the battle, of course, but surely it makes sense to wait and see what the targets are. And I, I do understand that sort of um, that viewpoint. But I, you, the question becomes, obviously, then how long? How long do you wait? And uh, you know, I, I wonder if Sean's mind has been changed at all by the fact that we went on and won again. I mean, that's the sort of questions that you know. I'm glad I'm not the one who has to answer it. But then, if I was the one who had to answer it, Johnny Jackson would have been given the job straight away. So um, it's probably for, for everyone's uh, the best for everyone that I, I, I don't make any important decisions. Um, right, next tweet uh, comes in from Archie. Uh, says uh, Travel Kettle will get slated as usual, but on reputation alone, Stockley had to go and needs to take a look himself. Refreshing to see a ref take a stand against diving and time wasting. Uh, particularly time wasting in the first half he'd have been criticized for not being strong enough and getting a hold if the two players or another two had been at it later I didn't see the DJ booking uh, but Mr Kettle got just about everything spot on a good uh, strong ref Um, uh, Jimmy Seed uh, says uh, Elliot Lee is such a crucial player for us he gives us the composure on the ball that we've lacked for a year or two it could be a real boost uh, if we signed him in January, Alan says a solid win. A yellow card for both players should have been enough uh, for Deji and for Jaden. Players, uh, again, working hard for each other, though. Great to see. Uh, do you think uh, a win against Plymouth uh, and the job will be JJ's? But with Stockley now out against uh, for three games, it does leave us very light up top. Uh, let's hope that Connor comes back injury-free. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying, you know, we're all asking the question now, at what point will that, what, what will be the win that, that secures, by, that, that secures uh, Jacko the job? Uh, and we're still waiting at the moment. Will says, uh, looking forward to another positive show. A great team effort yesterday with Pierce and Elliot Lee, the standouts for me, uh, in amongst the away support yesterday, uh, and loud and proud for the 90 minutes. An amazing turnaround in recent weeks uh, from JJ and Yuli. Scott uh, wants some praise for Jason Pierce. He deserves a lot of credit, in my opinion, says Scott. Uh, many fans had written him off after last season. The defence was enough to shambles under Adkins, and Pierce didn't play much. Uh, he's come into the starting lineup. And been outstanding, a real leader. And Mr. Samuel Cutts says, uh, brilliant result. I can't really argue with the red cards as both set of players uh, with the same outcome felt. We do need 
Uh, Burstow on the bench as an option uh, and I think we need to go and sign another forward in January. Definitely think that JJ uh, should get the job. Uh, hopefully Thomas might do it on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that is the one thing, you know, when, when Thomas was coming over last month and we all said, oh, don't get excited just because he's coming over doesn't mean he's going to sack Nigel and he did. So now we're all going to say the same thing. Just because he's coming over, it doesn't mean he's going to sort out Jacko's contract in person, but I'd love it if he did, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'd lo- absolutely love it. But it does make sense if if that would be the case, because obviously you don't want to hire a manager on a Zoom call or phoning them up. You really want to get a feel for the place and a feel around the dressing room. And as I said, through the other coaches and stuff like that. And obviously last time he came over, the atmosphere around the club was horrible. We were turning up to games and if things weren't going well, supporters would turn straight away and, and get on the players' back and the manager's back and it... It just was a horrible environment. And now it's completely opposite. I mean, he'll probably get a feel for that on Twitter and obviously makes his own comments here and there. But to employ a manager, it would make sense for him to do it in person, sit down with Jacko, discuss his future plans and what he expects, look ahead to January maybe, see where we need to strengthen and, and how he expects to take the club forward. It would make sense to obviously do that. I mean, mm. don't want to jump the gun and, and uh, hope that he does do that, but... I mean, that email there, someone saying, does he need to beat Plymouth to get the job? I mean, Plymouth are top of the league, playing some really good football. So even a draw for me would be a really good good result in that game. So, But I think the whole thing of it all is that we've just seen a whole different environment, a whole different team playing at the moment. So for me, even if the results weren't going as well, like say if we even drew yesterday, at least the performances are so much better, mm. which we didn't see before. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing, obviously, with, with January coming up as well, does mean that you'd think that if Thomas was to go in a different direction, he'd want to do it sooner rather than later so a manager could have time to assess the squad, etc., etc. And it does fit in quite nicely with an email that we've got from Clive talking about the, the number of players who are coming to the end of their contract at the end of the year. He's written out a list here that says that Davison, Forster, Kasky, Gunter, Innes, Matthews, Pierce, Perrington, Washington and Watson. Um, so, so you do wonder, um, I haven't checked Clive's here, so I'm going I'm to assume he's correct. And um, you'd assume that, you know, Jackson will want to play a part in that decision. I mean, is there any player on there that you, on that list that I've just said that you'd be, you'd be desperate not to lose? I mean, Forster Kasky, if he comes back from injury, you know, obviously have a lot to play for Pierce, you know, the, the season he's put in so far could probably be worth another year. Does it feel like it's too early to have this conversation? Yeah, I think it's a little bit too early, but you're totally right. A, a, man, a manager needs to come in soon enough to work out your plans for January, to talk to some players that aren't in maybe championship teams or, hanging around youngsters, hanging around Premier League clubs to try and get these players in on loan before other clubs get in there ahead of you. And I think up front, we do need to strengthen and get another strike. Obviously, we had Ronnie Schwartz on the books, haven't got him anymore. And if Connor's going to go away for international duty and we're going to play on, we need someone to cover that position. I think it's a little bit too early for Mason Burstow to come in, especially a game like yesterday where we needed a striker to hold up and to show a bit of experience and know-how. But he's definitely a talent there. Um, but yeah, if Jason Pierce keeps performing uh, consistently as he is, then it would be a shame to lose someone like him, especially uh, he's showing real leadership as well. And you see a lot of the younger players, I think Burstow said in a week that Jason Pierce has helped him out a lot. So there could be a coaching role for him. And I think you mentioned Josh Davison as well there, that his contract's running out. I would, I would hate to lose him at the moment because I think there's definitely a player there. Okay, he needs to add a bit more goals to his game now but that's going to come with regular appearances for him can really show, show his best qualities right let's hear from the goal scorer yesterday Ben Perrington uh, came to speak to Nick Godwin from BBC Radio London uh, and was asked uh, first of all for his views on the incident uh, that saw Jaden Stockley and Dead Yoshilaja sent off yeah well, I don't really know what happened with the red cards I didn't see it um, obviously I saw the aftermath of it but I don't know, it's one of those where the ref probably just wanted to even it up after he sent Jaden off, give um, Deji the red as well. It's changed the game. Um, obviously, we got the goal, just sort of got into a decent area. It was a good ball in, little flick, and I think when you get into those areas, more than not, you're going to create chances. Um, obviously, the, the red card has completely changed the game, um, the way we had to press, the way sort of had to adapt to it. But, yeah, obviously, we adjusted quite well and can't, can't be a 1-0 win. 
absolutely. No, we were talking about that, saying that a one-nil win away from home in football, whatever level, is just it's just a great thing. You're smiling when I say this. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a defender, one-nil wins are what you sort of play for. Um, obviously, I'm enjoying getting into more forward areas now, and obviously getting a few more chances, trying to contribute a few more goals, which is something I probably needed to bring to my game. Um, but yeah, like you said, a one-nil win, you can't beat that. Um, it make the journey home very good. Burton started really kind of aggressively as well. Were you expecting that? Did you have to adjust a little bit because of their kind of... They tried to overwhelm you very early on. Yeah, well, we looked at, obviously, the stats and how they play, and they sort of try and bombard you. Um, they got some good forward players, strong, physical, um, they're good in the air. Um, we sort of knew what we were going to have to expect um, turning up here. But obviously... You look at their, I think it's like their possession stats, it's more like two passes per possession or something, it's very, very direct. Um, but I thought we, we played really well. Um, obviously, Piercy, Sean, um, and Akin dealt really well with their, their front three, and obviously that showed with the 1 0 win. And you've never, I've never seen a, a first half be so full of incident, so full of kind of heated exchanges on the touch lines, on the pitch, two red cards. And the second half was really quite sort of calm. Yeah, the first half was manic, couldn't it? Obviously, the red cards, it was stop-start, a few injuries, yellow cards all over the place, a few very, I'd say it questionable, really. Um, but, yeah, second half sort of completely calmed down. I don't know, they probably had more possession than our second half, um, which wasn't ideal, but I think we sort of shut up shop, got a compact shape, and, yeah, thankfully we didn't concede. I know this has got nothing to do with you, but the manager's won three of his, his four games in charge. The, the situation seems to have totally transformed. Um, it's remarkable the impact Johnny Jackson's had. Yeah, all I can say, he's been brilliant. Um, obviously, personally, I've, I've come in the team, um, and a few others have, and sort of playing for him to try and keep the shirt. And um, obviously, obviously, I personally hope he gets it, but it's one of those where he's done all he can now. I don't know, what's that? What's it, 10 points from. Well, yeah, unbeaten, three wins out of four, yeah, two of them away from home, one at Sunderland, one at here. I mean, you can't really ask for much more, can yeah, you? You can't ask for much more. I think your fans can probably see that the way we've changed our sort of style and the way we're more compact and we know, everyone knows their job's in and out of possession. Um, but, yeah, I think you can see, the hard, first and foremost, the hard work and the sort of playing for the shirt, and I think we've brought that back. Good old uh, Ben Perrington, the cat. Um nipping in with another goal yesterday. Um, another player, Ben, who's thrown his weight behind Johnny Jackson. I mean, how many more players do we need to hear it from before before we get the message? None, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, totally right. It's, it's great to see. And as we saw from the little videos of Club Power yesterday, uh, that it seems like the players are all really behind him. And he gave him an extra day off, it seems. They don't have to come in on Monday because their performances, and they celebrated that in the dressing room <laughs> with open arms. Uh, although I'm not sure if Jaden might have to come in Monday after he uh, got sent off, let the team down. But um, He's got anger management classes. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. I saw Alex Gilby said, oh, we dug you out of that, you lucky man. <laughs> that was quite funny to yeah. see. But um, I love the way Jacko stands outside the dressing room. I'm not sure if many people have seen it, but on the Instagram stories the club put out, just as the players are going out into the tunnel, he stands outside and hugs every player and gives them a little high five before they go out and that probably gives the players a little bit more connection to the manager as well so yeah. look, seems to be going all well at the moment yes, so certainly right we're gonna hear from the fans bar shortly you're gonna hear a familiar voice in that as well a couple of uh, emails to get to first i'll do a couple more emails afterwards as well uh, reg says not going to apologize for sending the same message last week johnny jackson our manager that's it that's the tweet i'm going to keep sending it until he's given a permanent contract you should, uh, should copy thomas in reg because <laughs> so he gets a message from you uh, hi to jonathan west as well from the upbeats who uh, i hope you enjoyed uh, Following yesterday's game, three points for the Addicts, Jonathan. I hope you're well, mate. Uh, Tony says, um, a great result and not even uh, the, not the best performance makes it even better. I know all the talk in uh, is Thomas uh, should give JJ the job, but I think why rock the boat? What I would say is, uh, is a stroke of genius is to wait for him to lose a couple and then give him the job. Uh, then Thomas comes out smelling of roses and we're all happy. <laughs> well, you don't have, to, don't have to wait for that. That's from Tony uh, in Elton. Cheers, Tony. Uh, I mean, I've seen one person, uh, I'm not sure they've tweeted the show this evening, but t- uh, tweeted me yesterday saying, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see how Jacko does react to a couple of losses. But, you know, at this rate, we'll never find out. But obviously it will happen at some point. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, do you wait for that before you give him the job? I mean, it, can you just not appoint anyone until you know how they react to losses? I mean, it's, it's a tough one, but... 
you know, obviously, again, I'm glad I'm not the one who has to make the decision. Um, Daniel says, uh, how much more does Johnny have to do to get the job? Uh, he's one of us and he loves the club. Get him signed up and Elliot Lee as well. Morale seems high. Uh, if we keep that momentum going over the next five games, there's no reason why we can't still get into the playoffs. Anything uh, is, is still possible. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'll be honest, I've st- I'm, I'm still not thinking it's going to happen because I'm very pessimistic. But we're, we're in 17th on 19 points. Uh, Oxford... Uh, are on 28 points. So within nine points, they've got a game in hand on us. So again, still a mountain to climb, but if you can keep putting together these little runs, uh, then, then you, you never know uh, where you end up. And I, and I certainly hope uh, that we end up higher up the table. Right, a couple more emails to come after we hear from the fans bar. Uh, keep your ears out for a familiar voice. Absolutely delighted. What a win. It felt a bit like uh, the Chrissy Power days where you go one in front, things... Went a little bit dodge second half. It became a little bit tougher. Uh, Burton made it easy, uh, got tougher to uh, to play against, and we've gone and ground out the win. So delighted with it. Uh, Dogged affair. Obviously, I think I feel like the first half we dominated. Um, yeah, the red cards, the red cards changed the complexion of the game for both sides. But um, yeah, I felt like the first half we dominated, and then second half, Burton came back at us. They had to, and. Uh, it was a, a really solid defensive display that we managed to hold on. Oh, absolutely superb. That's the sort of um, resolute performance we've been missing in previous months. Um, yeah, the lads absolutely you know, stuck in. I thought Elliot Lee, again, as you can tell from the fan songs, was the, the main man today. Um, pivotal to what we do. So let's hope we get one to permanent. Decent performance. I thought that we uh, defended well. Then- not too much going forward, but after the double sending off, I thought we uh, coped with it pretty well. Jackson did much better than Hasselbank in terms of the tactics, so yeah, I'm happy with that. I mean, what can you ask for? One in the away win. Chalk Brilliant. and cheese. Absolute chalk and cheese. You can't believe it's the same players two and a half weeks on. They look like they're, they're playing for the shirt, they're, they're working their butt off, and, and they're getting the wins they deserve. Uh, I feel like the, the defence in particular, Piercy and, uh, and Sean Clare, for, for someone with Sean Clare that um, obviously hasn't played in defence for us this season by the FA Cup game. I know that he's capable of doing that, but for him to slot in there was, was, was really good today. And, and obviously, Piercy, you know what you know what you're going to get from him uh, when he when he comes in. So yeah, really pleased with those I, two. I struggled to give it to him, to be honest. I think we all played as a man. I thought Pierce, I thought uh, Famwo, I thought I thought the back four were decent. I thought Lee was brilliant. I think everyone gets behind Lee. Obviously, I think from from back to front we were, were a decent. Ele- 11 and 10 so I think we did well before Christmas it has to be yeah yeah there you go dad you're right yeah in the next couple of weeks at least he deserves it you know if you, if you can go and get seven points out of the next you know, three games he's got to get the job absolutely I, I feel like a lot of Charlton fans probably at this point probably thinking that Jackson is pretty much the manager at the moment there's no other names that are particularly getting thrown out so you know you feel like Jackson is effectively the, the, the man in charge and, um, and I think that the way the players are playing and, and when you sort of see some of the reactions on social media they kind of feel like he's in charge as well him and Yuli uh, together so that's kind of yeah I've, I've got that that feeling and, and uh, absolutely back in 100% get him in, but he's obviously thinking if he doesn't get him in then Jackson's got to try and work hard to get the job so you know keep him dangling but you know you ask any supporters give Jackson the job and uh you know, if he doesn't, then he's only doing it just to keep keep Jackson working hard. But everyone thinks he should have the job. He's a decent coach. He's a decent manager, and everyone loves him. So, up to Jackson. I would give Jacko the job tomorrow. Ask any Charlton fan that, and they will agree with you. If anyone says no, then you're weirdo. <laughs> Well, I was uh, en- ended with a flourish there. Um, you'd be uh, mental, was it, to, <laughs> to, to to not agree with that that last uh, that that last opinion there? If you if you're a Charlton fan, I had to get the bleep machine out as well. But I mean, it must be more fun doing these interviews now, Ben, than, than it was when uh, when you had to go in after another Nigel Atkins special. Oh, definitely, mate. Um, I mean, I did a couple of them as we were walking away from the ground because it was a bit of a walk from the ground to the station. But yeah, people really excited and. Uh, well, just losing their voices at the end, and obviously getting out some uh, bomb uh, f bombs in there as well. But look, ah, oh, it is great, much fun to do it after that because everyone's in such good spirits. And as you said, the support there for Jacko, and it's just good getting a different vibe from people as well. Like who else they thought would man a match, but uh, there were so many players to call for. Yes, yeah? so they were 
did get a different few opinions as well. But yeah, it's much nicer now because before it was always these players aren't good enough, they're not fit to wear the shirt, Adkins isn't doing the job. Where now, again, as I said, the whole vibe around the club is a much nicer place to be in. Excellent stuff. Right, uh, a couple more emails that have come in. Reg uh, says, videos from the change room after the match is class. Only problem is the sound keeps cutting out, trying to work out what the missing word is. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can guess. Uh, yeah, we had the, the same word uh, appeared on our fans bar, which is why the bleep machine came out. And finally, uh, McSquared says, so the J team are still unbeaten in the league and chalked up yet another win and clean shit. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the tunnel jump, have we, Ben? But that was that was an excellent moment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, McSquared carries on, uh, even with some key players missing on an international duty. The way we're playing now, uh, we have nobody to fear and even Plymouth won't be looking forward to coming and playing us. Uh, obviously, it's a great pity that Stockley will be missing for a few games, but I reckon with the setup we now have, any player that comes in will come in and give their all. Washington and Davison uh, will also give Plymouth a run for their money. We are no longer dependent on one player, uh, as we often and seemed under Nigel Sacktkins. Um, uh, as long as we can keep everyone fit, I now expect us to keep moving up the table. The playoffs are now uh, far from out of the question with the form we're in. Uh, the difference is currently only nine points. That's far from insurmountable uh, at this stage of prece- proceedings. Furthermore, the reaction uh, by both the fans and the players after the final whistle was reminiscent of the days of Chris Powell a decade ago before Roland Rat came in and upset the apple cart. It's clear that everyone is now singing from the same hymn sheet and that bodes well for the rest of the season. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we beat Plymouth uh, next weekend and even if that doesn't happen they're definitely going to be made to be work extremely hard and uh, no side is going to look forward to locking horns with the J team that's from McSquared thank you for that excellent stuff and the J team uh, certainly on good form and like I say that excellent tunnel jump was uh, enjoyed by all and uh, yeah looking forward to more of the same right uh, one last little feature to hear I was over at Hayes Lane today the, the home of uh, Bromley obviously but also the home of the Palace women's team uh, for the London South London derby in, in the women's championship uh, unfortunately uh, it was Palace who came out on top uh, by three goals to two they were two nil uh, to the good in, in a really disappointing first half for the Alex John had, had a header I think from Godfrey cleared off the line really early on uh, but then after that Palace yeah, really got a foothold they had the lead on 10 doubled just before half time uh, Charlton definitely improved after the break ha- had a few chances Holly Olden uh, pulled one back but again you know mistake at the back and, and uh, Mia Farrow got her second of the game uh, with just under 20 minutes left to play and Jess King got another one back a consolation it turned out in, in the last minute uh, and Charlton fall to their first ever defeat in the league uh, against Crystal Palace in, in, in the Women's Championship so disappointment uh, there at Hayesland I uh, caught up with the Addicts women's boss uh, Karen Hills after the game to find out her views on the performance disappointed um, to lose the, the game um, I don't think we've done enough uh, I think we just had a really good conversation in the huddle and just sort of had some honest conversations around um, our togetherness uh, and uh, did we have each other's backs on the pitch uh, did we trust each other enough on the ball um, because when we did start playing in the second half, it, it, looked quite, it looked very different and we was able to play and we caused them quite a few problems. Just disappointed with, uh, with losing uh, a derby game. Well, I guess the manner of the goals as well today, the, probably could have been all three of them being cut out this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. We'll look at them. I'll go back and reflect on the goals and obviously we'll, we'll speak with the, with the team um, and look at what we need to do better. But we know that we can play better than that. Um, and we know that we made some some individual mistakes and errors. The game um, was there for the taking. Um, and unfortunately, today for us, um, Crystal Palace was just a little bit more clinical in front of goal than what we were. So you mentioned it was better in the second half. What did you say to them at half-time that you wanted to see improve? I just needed to see um, the character and the belief uh, in each other um, to come out and, and try and take the game to them. And I think we did that. I thought we was better in the second half, but it shouldn't take two goals to go down to, to actually try and then pull something back. We needed to be better in the first half, and that's something that we'll, uh, we'll go and we'll look at. There we go, so a disappointing end to the weekend, uh, but a very good weekend uh, for Charlton as a whole because we've got a brilliant win uh, up at Burton Hour. And I think we've come to the end of the show as well. It's absolutely flown by. Um, so thanks for everyone who's tuned in uh, for this week's show and sent your messages in. Got involved on the fans bar where you heard Crispy. I'm sure you recognise that voice uh, from back in the good old days. You used to be on the pod. Great to see Crispy yesterday uh, as well. Um, Benji, thank you very much for joining me on the pod this weekend. 
Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure indeed. Good to speak to you. Uh, we'll be speaking to you again on Thursday to look back, or to look ahead, I should say, to uh, next Saturday's game at home to Plymouth. Look forward to seeing you then. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.